Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hey folks, before we start the show, here's a brief message from Home Title Lock. Deborah's home was stolen. No, I don't mean thieves stole stuff. I mean scammers literally stole her home. The FBI calls title theft one of the fastest growing white collar crimes. And this story is why you need Home Title Lock. Deborah says criminals found the title to our home online and filed fraudulent documents claiming they owned our home. Wait, it gets worse. Deborah goes on to say, I was evicted from my own home and 85 grand in equity gone. Nobody believes you can get your home stolen this easily. This is why you need home title lock because no insurance or bank protects your home from title theft. First things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if your home's title has been tampered with. You need to protect the legal title to your home so you don't end up like Deborah. Go to HomeTitleLock.com now for 60 risk-free days of protection. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Good morning, Gabe. Good morning, Mom. Oh, Marty, I almost forgot Jennifer Parker called. Oh, I sure like her, Marty. She is such a sweet girl. Isn't tonight the night of the big date? What? When, Ma? Aren't you going up to the lake tonight? You've been planning it for two weeks. Well, Mom, we talked about this, but how can I go to the lake? The car's wrecked. Wrecked? Wrecked? When the hell did this happen? And why, why are you I'm sure the car's fine. Why am I always the last one to know about these things? See, there's Biff out there waxing right now. Uh, now, Biff, I want to make sure that we get two coats of wax this time, not just one. Just finishing up the second coat now. Now, Biff, don't con me. I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. McFly. I, I meant I was just starting on the second coat. <laughs> yeah, Biff, what a character. Always trying to get away with something. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. Uh, from our nation's capital, it is Thursday, January 30, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com, the greatest damn soap ever. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 1,106 of the Trump crisis, day 131 of the impeachment of Donald Trump, 278 days until the 2020 presidential election, and let's bring him in, the angry goth ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> So, so angry. Why are you so angry, Goth Ninjas? Why are you so shrill and screechy? Oh, my oh God. I don't know. Maybe the fact that our democracy is on fire. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It is T-Rex David Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast, patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report. Also, Hello. Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from dash the dash bunker.com, also at sexyliberal.com along with all of the rest of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network lineup. Thank you for supporting all of our Sexy Liberal shows with five-star rating and reviews everywhere you get your podcasts. Okay, so as I said, you both I, logged in. We all logged in, <laughs> and it's like, Jody's like, fuck that, and fuck him, and fuck the other guy. <laughs> and fuck, just, yes. just like that with uh, actual words. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was exactly that. Clearly, there's lots of Republican gaslighting going on uh, in the Senate right now with question time, with the Q&A for the uh, managers and and Trump's defense. And I want to talk about all of that bullshit here coming up in just one second. But, you know, you may recognize a bit more of a spring in my step. A little bit more energy in my voice than you heard on the Wednesday show or the Tuesday show. And I'll tell you exactly why. This happened like, I don't know, six, eight months ago, something like that. A year, a couple of years ago. I don't know when it was. But it happened once before where I spent an entire week accidentally drinking decaf coffee. Now, those of you... <laughs> those of you uh, who you, are... Wait, wait. Time for my catchphrase. You dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> exa- my God. I... It's only in these times when I realize how addicted to caffeine that I am. And it's kind of frightening because what happened was since Sunday, Sunday all the way through Wednesday, I was drinking decaf coffee. And for some reason, I, I of course didn't know it, but I felt sick. I felt lethargic. I felt depressed and really dark. Like, by the end of the day yesterday, I was just ready to go total emo. I was going to dye my hair black. I was going to become a goth ninja is what I was going to do. And, uh, and, and then I went to make coffee this morning, and I noticed on the bag of coffee, they have a teeny tiny little green label in the lower right-hand corner that says decaf. Now, no fucking wonder I missed that label. It is so tiny, so minuscule on that bag. The whole rest of the packaging looks exactly like regular coffee. Mm-hmm. And then just with this mm-hmm. little, it's like they're deliberately trying to fuck with me. It's like, we're going to, you know what we're going to do? We're going to try to fuck with Bob Seska. We're going to put the little decaf <laughs> label as difficult to see. And because he needs glasses, he's not going to be able to see it. So that's exactly what happened. I went to make the coffee this morning and I looked down at the bag of coffee and I realized, Oh, wait, this says decaf. God damn it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've been drinking decaf since Sunday. <laughs> I'm picturing that famous, like, horror movie take shot where the hall behind you <laughs> lengthens, you know, and you're just like, I've been drinking decaf. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, again, I mean, those of you who are addicted to caffeine, as I am, can recognize the desperate uh, nature of discovering that you'd been drinking decaf all that time. And then everything oh, falls Oh, I thought I place. had a brain tumor. It yeah. happened to me one day working at my old job at the unnamed website. I, yeah. I got halfway through the day, I had this terrible headache, and my uh-huh. brain just wouldn't brain. It wouldn't go. I was like, what's wrong? I can't think. I'm having a brain hemorrhage. It's like, okay, I'm like, okay, my name is... Yes, David. Uh, and I am. Are you you know, like, Doogie Howser's theme song Yes, again? whenever we talk medicine okay. and medical issues, it's always, I gotta go, I'm, I'm OCD. What can I say? I gotta play the play the right music at the right time. Okay, please continue, T-Rex, with your story of Sorry, brain tumors and caffeine addiction. Oh, I just, I finally went to the freezer and realized that I was getting my coffee, that I had switched, mixed up the two coffee cans in the freezer. <laughs> You know, one was decaf and one, and they were the same brand. It was Bistello. And it just, yeah. in my sleepiness, I had grabbed the green can and not the yellow one. So, well, you know, it's yeah. like uh, non alcoholic beer. Decaf coffee should be outlawed by some sort of federal <laughs> statute just to protect my me. husband. I mean, protect- he can't, he, he can't do caffeine. Like, yeah. I, I saw him once after two Inca colas, and it was like the last 15 minutes of Scarface. <laughs> it's just like, he's Jesus Christ. That's so funny. So it's like talking nonstop. It was just like, and then, I went and I put it over and I turned to the window and I looked at the window and I let you. It's just like, baby, calm down. Like it's. Yeah. Oh my god, I feel so great. Anyway. Why do I feel so great? Why do I feel so energetic? I feel so happy. <laughs> Why am I so energetic? Awake? I need to go walk the whole earth. Oh my god, I feel so much better. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. Well, see uh, now, you know, I have this friend who's super spiritual and yeah. she's really into crystals. Uh-huh. And like, I went over to her house and she took these crystals and she smashed them up and put them on the table and we snorted them and they gave you all this energy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Man, see that's what I feel like today. I feel like I'm full of energy, but needless to say. Oh, I have an urgent question. Yeah. What was Pam, Pam Bondi wearing on Tuesday or Monday? Like, it was I her mean, walk of shame outfit. For real. Like, where is she going in that outfit? I mean, you don't, I, I've never seen anybody in sequence, like, on the, like, giving congressional testimony. She was this genuinely, is, she's like, it was hideous. It was, like, black and sparkly, and then it had it a was. big silver panel across the front. And it just, yeah. I was like, I think she's dressed as the patch of black ice that killed Metallica's bass player. <laughs> 
Like, <laughs> that's wow. like the only thing yeah. I can figure here. She's just, I mean, what is she? I mean, you know, she's, and then you turn up the volume and she's like, the lid again. And you crying. Yeah. You know, she's yeah. just like, <laughs> you know what it is? You know why she's dressed that way? You can't let that happen to me. Donald Trump. Donald Trump is exactly yeah. why she's dressed that way. They're all dressed for Donald Trump. They're all performing for Donald Trump. You know, you better believe that Donald Trump told Sekolo to get a uh, pocket wedge in there, you know, get a, one of those handkerchief mm-hmm. wedges and make sure they all have their right, their correct ties and everything's He's looking spiffy and sharp and crisp. Yeah. I mean, he really does look like like a, a homeless person's idea of a hotshot lawyer. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> well, didn't you say, weren't you, you were remarking that he looks... Much larger than he usually does on Fox News Channel. Were you saying that on Facebook? He looks rounder. The edges of that suit are straining. And I am just was like, what's going on here? Is it just like he's like gradually like filling up with bullshit? <laughs> like until he's just going to explode and that's why yeah. his hair is so dark? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. And the, the, the bad hair, it's like, dude, normal people's hair has more than one color. <laughs> Like it yes. looks like he just got dipped in a bucket of ink. Yeah, you know? that's right. It's just like uh, nobody's buying that, dude. You know, maybe you'd stop buying Grecian formula by the, formula by the gallon. Well, if you notice, you the all normal of, small bottles. All of the Trump interlude people are starting to look and dress like Trump. Uh, who was it mm-hmm. the other day who was wearing a Trump tie? Netanyahu was wearing a Trump tie. Netanyahu was dressed you like Donald Trump. You mean Netanyahu, Bob. It's Netanyahu. That's right. Prime Minister Netanyahu. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was wearing a Donald Trump tie the other day. They're all Lou Dobbs. I think John Fugelsang was talking about this on his show last night, where Lou Dobbs and Sean Hannity, they're all starting to wear the orange face makeup, and they're all starting to wear mm-hmm. the ties. Uh, certainly Rudy Giuliani is cultivating the Donald Trump uniform look, right? And I don't know why that's a thing, but it is. They're all dressing like Donald Trump. I guess to impress Donald Trump, that's the way you manipulate Donald Trump, is you kiss his ass by reflecting his undead. style. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, undead. they're dead now. Yeah. At some it. point, they've been embalmed, that, hence the orangey tint. <laughs> that <laughs> maybe, that, that's certainly the case with Lou Dobbs, who apparently killed a guy with a chair. Uh, we learned that. <laughs> Buzz on uh, Buzz made a joke on Tuesday's show that was still to this day is cracking me up. He said that uh, <laughs> Lou Dobbs killed a stagehand with a chair. Yes. <laughs> and I still want that to be true. I mean, not for the sake I, of the stagehand. I mean, p- poor stagehand. But uh, poor you know, red shirt stagehand. We only we only think of you as existing at all, so that Lou Dobbs can yeah. mow you down with a chair. The only thing that would have been funnier is if Lou Dobbs killed a stagehand with his giant teeth. That would have been even funnier than oh. the chair, but you know, <laughs> what can I say? So uh, one of the things that I was worried about when I had this long stretch of no caffeine for, you know, by complete accident, uh, I thought, oh, my God, is it the coronavirus? Well, what... <laughs> Did you you have been drinking beer? a Mexican beer, have you? <laughs> Jeez. Well, you know the Corona. Is it? Is that how you pronounce it? Coronavirus? Is that the, the yeah. pronunciation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's not some odd, uh, offbeat pronunciation. Okay. Well, and and by the way, the coronavirus is just a generic term for SARS and MERS and all these other. It's basically right. this it's virus has been around virus for thousands has... of years. Isn't it from eating like wild snakes? Didn't they come up with it's, that? It's it came from a, a part of that city in China where they actually sell live animals and they kill the animals in front of you oh my god and that's yes so... I, oh, <laughs> and nature's like oh yeah yeah oh yeah well, yeah but i mean i mean Take it's this yeah. well i mean it's different human beings doing this is different than out in the wild certainly and yeah. and so the virus gets airborne eventually and, and can transmit from humans to from animals to humans which now apparently there's human to human contact so there's that problem but I mean, it started to become a potential pandemic now, unfortunately. Right. Last week, it wasn't. It's now it might be. the end of the world. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if it's I that. I fine. When I think of that, I'm not thinking about the coronavirus when this issue comes up. I go immediately to... You know what? People who are eating animals like that, fuck those people. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I've seen videos of that happening, and it is the most barbaric fucking thing you could possibly think of. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the oldest man in the world, Wilbur Ross, uh, said this oh about... Oh, my God. <laughs> said this about the coronavirus today. I don't think he was actually asleep in that meeting. I think he was he's playing dead like a possum. <laughs> like, someone <laughs> asked him a true. policy question, and he just was like... Eek. <laughs> 
You know, and they're like, is he is he okay? Is yeah. He, uh, someone get a mirror. Is he fogging it? Yeah, okay. bring in yeah. bring in Doogie Hauser to <laughs> help out Wilbur Ross. Okay, so Wilbur Ross said, again, this deserves all the ridicule. He said, I think it will help to accelerate the return of jobs to North America. It meaning the coronavirus. What? So, yes, he's looking at the upside. Oh, no, he said that. (laughs) The coronavirus. Hey, look, don't get too panicked about the coronavirus because, you know, there is an upside. Jobs. Jobs. So okay, he thinks that we're gonna somehow like steal the iPhone manufacturing back to the United yes. States and yes. leave the virus behind. Right. Yes. Right. Because there will be fewer Chinese people to <laughs> to build oh, the iPhone. So sake. therefore, more Americans will or, have or, jobs. Or companies will pull out. Uh, American made com- American companies will pull out of China because of this and start making stuff here again, which is not going to happen because that's a 20-year plan, not a six-month plan. Not even, I mean, oh, God. These sick bastards. These sick bastards. You know what that is? That's the CEO nihilist mentality. Exactly. These CEOs, man, they have this wiring where they're able to focus exclusively on the bottom line that they have to deliver to their boards. And anything and that's that why they're terrible people. Yeah. We shouldn't revere them or read their books or ask them what their habits are. The seven habits of highly successful people is like, you know, family capital. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, like a trust fund that you, ha- you know, it's just like, I don't know. Of mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait. Did you guys hear this, though, today? Clara McCaskill on MSNBC literally calling Alan Dershowitz Mr. Underwear. <laughs> what? I want Claire McCaskill to call me Mr. Underwear. That's the well, greatest that his, nickname. That, that was his excuse when he got massaged with Jeffrey Epstein girls. Well, I kept my underwear on, so she literally referred to him as Mr. <gasps> underwear this morning. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. That's so great. She should run for the Senate again, just based on that. Well, so far, that's the title of the show today. <laughs> Mr. Underwear. Mr. Underwear. Mr. Underwear. Yes, of course. In fact, I'm thinking about changing the name of the show. The the whole show. <laughs> no longer the Bob Zeska show. It's going to be the Mr. Underwear show. That's the I Mr. want Mr. Underwear hour. I want that. I want to be yeah, Mr. Yeah. Underwear. Um, okay, well, speaking of Mr. Underwear. <laughs> what is going on? I mean, Dershowitz, I mean, for God's sake, he was like, I mean, that was the most, like, again, a snakehead swallowing its own tail. Mm-hmm. Like, just, he was like, yeah, because the president, anything he does in the interest of getting reelected is in the best interest he believes of the country so therefore it's not illegal and it, uh, yeah uh, it's insane yeah <laughs> I, I have a few things to say about that here in a second once we get mm-hmm. to our ukraine uh, section of the uh, proceedings today uh, but a section of donald trump's big beautiful wall blew over yesterday <laughs> someone <I> would- <laughs> farted on the american side and blew the fence right. over into the mexican uh-huh. side <laughs> The fence, just a, a strong gust of wind. I guess it was the Santa Ana's. Was that it, Jody? It was windy yesterday. I mean, and I'm wind protected, and it was windy. But honestly, shouldn't a wall? I mean, my <laughs> stupid tents withstood it. My trees are fine. I mean, come on. Yeah, and You're wind protected. Is that like a surgical procedure they can do in LA now? No, it's how it's how our street is, how we are. There's, it's really interesting. Our little block. If there's wind in our block, I know it's super windy just, yeah. you know, half a block north. Okay. So there, it's well, there weird. must be, just, you must be in some sort of small valley or something like that, just out of the. Well, I am in the crevasse. valley, but but it's this weird kind of, because the freeway is <laughs> south of me. Yeah, I'm in a crevasse. No, it's weird how the wind works in my block. It's just, we are super wind protected. So when it's mm-hmm. windy in my backyard, I know it's like Chicago, just a half a block north. Yeah. Well, it's uh, very interesting, actually. <laughs> it is. It's weird. It's uh, California, weird. it's the strangest place in the world. I'm telling you, you guys all act like it's perfectly normal to have this weird microclimate in your What's neighborhood. What's wrong with you? Of course it's you know? normal. Yeah, and, you're, and the neighborhood is San Fernandorino, you know? Yeah. Right, and whatever. And it's actually, are we going to San Fernandorino? I thought we were going to Los Angeles. Well, it's in Los Angeles. Like, right. oh. oh, honey, I live in Valley Village. Right? See, I've never heard of that. Yeah, I don't it's know what that is. It's been Silver the, Lake. It's been around since the 60s. It's just, just used to be called North Hollywood. What, was it a minute man or one of the like border vigilantes <laughs> who was just eating a gigantic burrito and just and then just uh, yeah I think it fence. was a giant fart yeah, it was somebody just, in California farted and right. boom it went over yeah I think that's the explanation we're gonna go with on this show yes. I would suggest perhaps it was Devin Nunez but he might sue me <laughs> it could have been Mr. Underpants <laughs> that's right <laughs> there he goes that was an actual Devin Nunez fart I captured that in his office the other day 
Um, You'll speaking hear of from his lawyers in an hour. Speaking of farts, I'm going to need your gaydar, David Ferguson, uh, because oh, indeed. Greg Gutfeld yesterday on the five, which happens to come on at five in the evening <laughs> on Fox right. News Channel. See how clever that is? They're really thinking over there. <laughs> So smart. It's so clever. Uh, Greg Gutfeld, I think, is totally in love with Donald Trump. And if you listen to this clip that I'm about to play, you may get the same impression. This is Greg Gutfeld talking about just how strong and powerful Donald Trump is and just the tone of voice. I want Let to me get... interrupt for one second okay. and just say that I believe that we should never actually say Greg Gutfeld without saying his middle name, which is my default setting is gay panic. <laughs> Well, now that's competing with the, uh, uh, what was it, Mr. Underwear for the name of the show today. Uh, Okay, My default setting is gay panic, Gutfeld. Underwear. Here's Greg Gutfeld, who's one of my least favorite peoples in the world. I've I've disliked Greg Gutfeld since we were both uh, writing blogs for the Huffington Post years ago. And yeah. he's just completely he's, insufferable. Just was such a bag of dicks. Here's Greg Gutfeld talking about Donald Trump. And listen for the just the sheer love and affection in his voice when he's talking about this. Uh, you know, with this new trade deal and the peace deal, isn't Donald Trump like Earl Campbell? You know, he oh can cross God. the goal line, carrying people in. Remember Earl Campbell? Yeah. He used to think like he, he was a big back, and he'd run. And it was like when people would jump on him, he would just move forward and score. Isn't Doesn't Trump more oh effective God. when he has such resistance? He likes an enemy. That's right, and we're the offensive linemen, <laughs> okay? Helping him plow oh the field, yeah. right, Juan? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. right. We're big and tough. Yeah. Trump is big and tough. That makes us tough, too. That's right. Oh, my God. What was that? <laughs> Jesse Waters says the uh, secret part out loud where he says that uh, it's Fox News Channel pushing Donald Trump over the uh, the end zone or over the, what is it, the goal line? Is that what goal they call line. it? Goal line, yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you not know the sports? Come on, Bob. You don't know the sports? What are they called? Romney. When he remember he didn't know what a basketball goal was called. He's like oh, yeah. that hoop thing over there. Well, Pete Buttigieg did that the other day too. He referred to a basketball court as the field. Talking about oh, Kobe. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm in good mm-hmm. company. Thank you very much. Greg Gutfeld was. I mean, Gavin McInnes before Gavin McInnes was, and they're all just like so repressed. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. all they want to do is like get down on their knees and lick Daddy's boots, you mm. know. And like if they would just go to a leather bar for the weekend and just work <laughs> that shit out, they would probably be perfectly normal people. Yeah. But instead, they're just like running around going, "Oh God, Daddy, please love me," and it shows in like every single thing they do and say. Yeah. And that's why Greg Gutfeld's gay, like gay panic, is his default setting because mm-hmm. I mean. He's just, I mean, so clearly, like, I mean, it's the same thing you see with all these authoritarians. They all really are just wanting, you know, Sylvia Plath's daddy, daddy, big black shoe, you know, like they want the fascist. You know, they love it. They want someone to control them and tell them what Mm -hmm. to think and what to do and put them out in front yard in pretty, pretty dresses where all the neighbors can walk by and point (laughs) and laugh. No, um, (laughs) very vivid. Yeah. It's like a windsock. He's just blowing whichever way, you know, whatever is the most powerful thing, he's going to bow to that. Well, then he is handing out compliments like a prostitute. It's just like, oh, my God. (laughs) Donald Trump, the largest hands, the best hair, the biggest penis. Oh my God, the penis on that man! It's just amazing. Think about it's like it's like Earl. It's like Earl Campbell's penis. That's what he's got. <laughs> <laughs> Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell is. I don't really know who Earl Campbell is. Well, he was a running back for the Oilers. Yeah. See, I do know uh-huh. things about the sports. Sports, I know sports ball. Yeah, white that's guy. Right. I wish I had that jingle, by the way. Sports. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Stephanie Miller show has a has a sports jingle that they use. It's so funny because, uh, and again, I, I love it so much because I don't know anything about sports, or at least modern sports. Any sports after 1983, I'm just going, huh? What? Um, oh, Bob. But oh, yeah, so Bob. Earl Campbell oh, was a was a pretty heavy duty running back back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so but he, he wasn't was, kneeling at the there. time. I mean, the yeah. guy who was his face he's talking to, Stephen. No, it's not Chatterhead. What is the guy? Crowder? Je- Crowder? Is that who is? Oh, are you talking no. about Stephen Crowder? Well, the, I get him confused with the no. guy that's actually on the show there with Gut, with Gutfeld. What's the other? Uh, Gutfeld, Jesse Waters. Jesse yeah. Waters. I get him and Crowder confused because oh. they kind of are exactly the same person. Yeah, they both have a punch me face. They both have punch me face, and they both look <laughs> like they have children's bodies in the crawl space. <laughs> You know, like I thought you were going to say that. I, I thought you were just going to say they both look like they have children's bodies, which would have been no. just such a weird visual. 
Hey, let's do this. This my whole point was it. Oh, go ahead. Thank you for your permission. If you have any doubt, take him out. I was just going to say that they're also closeted. All those guys are just like closeted, like just secretly longing to get down on the knob. And they just... Secretly longing to get down on the knob? Is that what you just said? Yep. 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 Perfect. All right. Ukraine. That's right. Thank you, Tiny Trump. Um, <laughs> this is uh, one of my favorite things on the internet right now. The Daily Show released an instructional video for the Senate jurors. You know how before you go do jury duty, they play a video to let you know sort of the rules of being a juror? Well, the Daily Show put one together for the senators who are now serving as jurors in the impeachment trial of Donald Trump. Here we go. So... You've been called for jury duty in the impeachment trial of President Donald J. Trump. As a juror, the most important thing is to remain impartial. The following remarks by the defendant should not be considered when rendering your verdict. Ted Cruz, I call him Lion Ted Cruz. He's Lion Ted Cruz. Crying Chuck Schumer, you know, I used to be a big contributor to He used to kiss my ass, Chuck Schumer. He'd do anything. That stiff, Mitt Romney, a total stiff, who, by the way, He's a dope. He's not a smart person. I'll tell you right now. Crazy Bernie. He's crazy as a bedbug. Crazy Elizabeth Warren, or as I affectionately call her, Pocahontas. Oh. This guy looks uh. like the guy. He's one of the dumbest human beings I've ever seen. The guy is a nut job. And then you have Cory Booker. Here's a guy who destroyed the city of Newark, New Jersey. He was such a bad man. You have this, this clown, Marco Rubio. Little, little Marco. Again. Jurors are instructed to disregard these insults. Thank you for doing your civic duty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, I, it's just such a despicable person. I, I, it just, yeah. every now and then, it just, I get re horrified. And that just kind of <laughs> washed over me in that moment. Just that, like, oh my God, this is our president. Well, and of course, this was entirely directed at the uh, members of the Senate who Donald Trump has insulted at one point or another. And anyone who is uh, on the Republican side and who's outraged about that Rick Wilson, Don Lemon, Wajahat Ali video from oh CNN God, the other day. That. You know I what? Seen you seen that. What's up with that? Oh, it's so fantastic. Yes. You know what? You can stop your whining right now. Stop whining. Thank you. Because you know what? I'm sick and tired of dumbness being pandered to in this country. Yes. Being empowered and rewarded. It is not a virtue to be belligerently dumb. I don't know mm-hmm. where. You know what? I, I was about to say, I don't know where this came from. I do know where this came from. It came from people like Rick Wilson, who for many, many years, uh-huh. uh, along with the rest of the Republican Party, was elevating the dumb fuckery. All hands who cares on deck. What those liberal eggheads think. Yeah. All they do is read books and yeah, go exactly. to college. What right. do they know? <laughs> yeah, as a consequence, we get we get we get the cascading downward spiral of American politics. Sorry, Dan Quayle, George W. Bush, Sarah Palin, Donald Trump. It's so easy to make those hops. It's like that mm-hmm. the chart of evolution where you you see the silhouette of the monkey and then it's eventually the silhouette of the man. That's exactly what has happened here, except it's the opposite. It's you know they we go from serious people to just nincompoops, and it's all mm-hmm. thanks to a Republican Party that championed this kind of nonsense sense the very people that rick wilson and and don lemon and wajahat ali were making fun of on cnn the other day are the same people that were empowered by rick wilson and the republican party for many many years so i will say that but i will also say yes please proceed please continue to uh shame the nincompoopery in this country because i i'm just i'm sick and tired of it we got to make america smart again i mean i think we should i think we should be show some empathy to people who are you know, maybe not as book smart as they should be. And that's fine. We should be empathetic toward those people. But the people who wear it like a badge of honor and who want to go around and stick it in your face, who want to champion winning over facts, you know, as I was talking about with Sherry Jacobus on the show yesterday, the debate is no longer right versus left. It's fiction versus reality. It is normalcy versus 
fantasy. It's it, Earth that's, versus bizarro world. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. it's totally like there's a world where Republicans are right and like down is up and climate change is mm-hmm. man-made and uh-huh. abortion is murder and right. we don't live there. Yep. We don't live there. We got to make laws for this world. I mean, going back to that Daily Show clip, you, you heard Donald Trump say this shit over and over again and we're supposed to not, you know, retaliate by saying, you know what, that's some real serious dumb fuckery right there. I guess that's out of bounds because the reaction has been somewhat negative to that Rick Wilson clip. And again, I understand the origins of this kind of shit uh, involved the Republican Party that included Rick Wilson. But at the same time, I'm just tired of dancing around it. I'm tired of, you know, like, oh, my God, we can't offend the dumb people who have elected Donald Trump and who will try to elect him again, (laughs) knowing that he's lying and that he's a corrupt bastard. In fact, uh, who was it? Joe Joe Walsh. Walsh. Yeah, you saw that today, Jody, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, an Iowa voter today actually told me that he knows Trump lies all the time. He knows Trump is corrupt as hell, and he knows Trump thinks he's above the law, but he doesn't care. Trump is, quote unquote, his payback, meaning Mm -hmm. this Iowa voters payback against the libs. Mm -hmm. And then he asked why Joe Walsh is against Trump. And uh, Joe Walsh said, because I can't support a king. I told him that's what he said. So Mm -hmm. this is the kind of guy I'm talking about. These guys are Mm -hmm. knowingly still supporting Donald Trump, knowing that he's breaking the law, knowing that he's a lying Mm -hmm. sack of shit. And all just to own the libs. Now, I tweeted this also in response to Joe Walsh's tweet. I said, you know what? This Iowa voter has zero respect for the office of the presidency. And that's the overarching problem here. Anyone who willingly willingly exploits the office and their vote to settle a personal grievance, knowingly handing the nuclear codes to a mendacious crook, is profoundly unpatriotic. And uh, I also said... Dear Republicans, the Oval Office is not your penis. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It is not a play thing. You don't toy around with handing some reality show nincompoop the nuclear codes. That's not how it should work. Just to settle your personal resentments. Exactly. It's not exactly... Oh, God. You know, I got into an argument with some friends of mine, people who are ostensibly on our side, you know, who were saying both sides are just as bad and this whole thing's been a witch hunt and I just kind of detonated and then they were just like you know they didn't want to and I was like you know I've been published internationally on these topics like I've Mm -hmm. written for the Guardian and they were like well that doesn't mean you're right and I'm like oh god it does mean that I had to pass multiple layers of fact checkers and editors Mm -hmm. and you know and they were just like well well and I'm just like please don't tell me that your ignorant opinion is as good as my educated one please and they were just like it's just, but there's no like, there yep. really is like this inflation of this, your, the gut instinct, the least intellectual take on it, the Sarah Palin's who it's like, well, maybe you've got a PhD, but I can make moose chili. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, so, there's something to be, you know, said about that. But at the same time, when that is again used as a weapon, when that is empowered, when that is offered uh, undue deference, uh, it just that just they, drives me nuts. They wear it like a badge of honor. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And 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 mark my words, the Republicans since at least Reagan want to people to be uneducated, which is why our schools are unfunded, which mm-hmm. is why things are shitty in a lot of places. And and so, God forbid you have an education because you were lucky enough to live in a city that had a decent public school or you were lucky enough to go to college or whatever, or you were smart enough to go to college and you worked your ass off to get there. It doesn't matter. They don't like you to critically think. There was a school... In South Carolina, I want to say, yeah. where I think you guys were, I think it was you guys, I forget who was talking about it, where they allowed this student body, fifth graders, to decide they were going to critically talk about religion, Ten Commandments versus the tenets of Satanism. Wow. Oh, indeed. How did that and go? Jesus. The Satanism won. <gasps> It burns! Oh, my God. Because the seven tenets of Satanism are kind of awesome. It's like basically just treat people like you want. It's do unto others, yeah. basically. Like, don't be a dick. Did don't you, be a dick. Yeah. It's That's their tenets. And, and so basically they allowed these fifth graders to then put the seven tenets of the satanic temple up in their classroom. And it was Frangela. That's where I heard it from. It was Frangela. And so um, the parents then started getting upset and the principal's like, why did we allow this? Well, you know what? They were critically thinking. There was a debate about it and it was 100% approved. Mm. Every kid in that class went, yep, screw the Ten Commandments. We're going with this. 
And and that's what teach. That's what a lot well, of people are afraid of. Well, the number one commandment is don't worship anything but me. Yeah, right. Shalt put no other gods before me. I mean, and I that, can, it, to a fifth grader, you're like that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, no. does it? No. It just is uh, when I when they started when it was Francis and Angela when they started like saying it it was here it's really simple mm-hmm. one should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions one body one's body is inviolable subject to one's own will alone. The freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. People are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to to rectify and resolve any harm that might have been caused. Mm -hmm. And finally, every tenet... It's a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. Boom. I'm wow. a Satanist. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that sounds like common sense to me. Wasn't that the Space Ghost Creed as well? I think so. Yep. And it's probably the force for all we know. I mean, but the kids, they just... <laughs> they argued it, and and they the one side convinced everybody else, and it worked. And then, of course, the principal was like, "I knew this wasn't going to turn out well." And parents, <laughs> were I love it so much. I just saw you as that character in a Comedy Central movie about this story, <laughs> <laughs> playing the principal. I was just, just like, "I knew this wasn't going to turn out well." Yeah. Did you Did you guys hear Paula White, Trump's faith advisor, talking about satanic oh my God. pregnancies? No. Listen to this. Hey, 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 we interrupt that which has been deployed to hurt the church in this season. That which has been deployed to hurt this nation. I just, I want to add before we continue, she works in the White House. In the name of Jesus, forgive us for our sins. Come on, I need you guys to pray. We cancel every surprise from the witchcraft in the marine kingdom. Any hex, any spell, any witchcraft, any spirit of control, any Jezebel, anything that the enemy desires through (laughs) through spells, through witchcraft, through any way that is manipulation, manipulation, we curse that. We break it according to the word of God in the name of Jesus. We come against the marine kingdom. We come against the animal kingdom. Any uh, The woman that rides the 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 marine kingdom. It's Aquaman. It's Aquaman. Yeah, it's Sergeant Hartman from Full Metal Jacket. That's the Marine Kingdom. And why is it against us? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't understand. We we are against the and against the animal kingdom. I, I, yeah. Well that's because that's what, well that's because she, the Bible says that humans have domain over all of the plants and animals in the Bible. That's what that maybe that's what she's talking about there. I have I have no idea. But the, what is know. the marine I gotta I'm gonna Google Marine Kingdom. I'll okay. be back. I think it's I think Underwater. it has to do with the Kraken. The Kraken and um, We reject the Kraken. We just reject exactly. the Kraken and all his dirty works and all his satanic <laughs> pregnancies. The power. Kraken is whacking. <laughs> Too many titles today. Too many titles. Yes. Jesus, and we declare that any strange winds, any strange winds that have been strange sent to winds. hurt the church, sent against this nation, sent against our president, sent against myself, sent against others, we break it by the superior blood of Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus, we arrest every infirmity, affliction, fatigue, weariness, weakness, fear, sickness, any self-righteousness, any self-serving action, God. Let pride fall. It's almost like uh, like an Alex Jones show. Like, you know, we reject Bechtel, Raytheon, Bilderbergs, the Trilateral Commission. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while, <laughs> where Alex Jones just starts naming things. He, he does that all the time. He starts talking about conspiracies, and then when it comes down to who's behind the conspiracy, he just takes out this long scroll and just unfurls it and just starts at the top. Bechtel, Raytheon, Trilateral Commission, the Bilderbergs, and just goes right, right on down. That's exactly what she's doing. No wonder these people also love Trump and Alex Jones. You know what I mean? Let oh my God! Fall. Wait. Let pride fall. Wait, just... Let pride fall. In the name of Jesus, we command all satan- satanic pregnancies to miscarry right now. We declare. The oh, meeting- okay. So that's what I was trying to get to. She commands all satanic pregnancies to miscarry. Wouldn't that be a, right. an abortion? So she's not pro-life. Yeah, she's not pro-life. At yeah, those all. are abortions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What is a satanic? Well, I'm reading the Marine Kingdom is apparently <laughs> one of the three demonic kingdoms, and it believes that it is the strongest because the earth was initially covered with water before God separated the heaven and earth. Ah. 
Um, okay. This is crazy, bonkers <laughs> shit. It's like in spiritual warfare, it is important to understand that there are three demonic kingdoms. It's it's like that operate the devil operates through a network of faithful demons. Today we are going to study one of the kingdoms. The marine kingdom believes they are the strongest among the three demonic kingdoms. The reason is simple. At creation, the earth was without form and covered with water. God instructed the water to gather together. The end product was the cloud and land we see today. The marine kingdom believes that other demonic kingdoms are subset under them. More so, the human body is made up of 70%, 70% water. Additionally, there's nothing you can do without water. The marine kingdom fills their... It's just like, this is like the rantings of a mental patient. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, and again, go back to the Marine my- Kingdom. It says it's responsible for the following: all cases of insanity, because <laughs> demons from insanity come from the sea. Okay. Uh, I, I thought it was. Be- I thought it was the devil. I thought it was because I didn't it- have, because I had decaf all week. I thought that was the reason for my insanity. <laughs> but okay, I'll believe you, Marine Kingdom. <laughs> The Marine Kingdom is responsible for chronic spinster and bachelorhood, divorce, bankruptcy, (laughs) sex dreams, spirit husband, and spirit wives. Sex dreams. Jesus. Semper Fi, everybody. Semper Fi. (laughs) This is so bizarre. That's what this person believes. What's your name, fat body? That's what the (laughs) Marine Kingdom. Um, Okay, let's talk about you for a second. Imagine this Valentine's Day story is all about you. And of course, it is all about you. You're parked outside a restaurant, and you're about to meet your date in a couple of minutes. Well, glancing in the mirror, you notice your unsightly wrinkles and large under-eye bags. You... (laughs) You rum- I'm trying to do this without necessarily directly insulting you. Uh, glanc- <laughs> glancing in the mirror... You- Don't worry. I exist in a perpetual state of offense. <laughs> glancing in the mirror, you notice that you're hideous. You've got your wrinkles and your large under-eye bag. You rummage through your bag thinking... Where's your secret weapon? And there it is, your canister of Plexiderm. You apply the clear serum under your eyes, and boom, two minutes later, you start seeing the under-eye bags and wrinkles disappearing in front of your eyes. I've taken the test, and oh my God, it seriously does work. I get lots of emails, lots of text messages. Bob, are you serious about Plexiderm? And he's like, yeah, oh my God, I, I did the test. I stood right here in my bathroom, and I looked in the mirror, and <laughs> and I watched the, the fine lines around my eyes vanish. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. It's the Valentine's Day gift for yourself. Go to triplexiderm.com, enter the promo code VOICES. New promo code. It is VOICES for 50% off plus an extra 10 bucks off. Again, enter VOICES at triplexiderm.com to get 50% off plus an extra 10 bucks off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code Voices. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So to get my special discount, go to triplexiderm.com, enter the promo code, write it down, memorize it. It is voices, triplexiderm.com. Deborah's home was stolen. No, I don't mean thieves stole stuff. I mean scammers literally stole her home. The FBI calls title theft one of the fastest-growing white-collar crimes. And this story is why you need home title lock. Deborah says criminals found the title to our home online and filed fraudulent documents claiming they owned our home. Wait, it gets worse. Deborah goes on to say, I was evicted from my own home and 85 grand in equity gone. Nobody believes you can get your home stolen this easily. This is why you need home title lock because no insurance or bank protects your home from title theft. First things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if your home's title has been tampered with. You need to protect the legal title to your home so you don't end up like Deborah. Go to HomeTitleLock.com now for 60 risk-free days of protection. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. The Bob Seska Show.
Yeah, this is uh, Alexia Chambi from Denmark. I say that again, from Denmark. Best of international music here in the show. Uh, Thank you to Mary in Ann Arbor for directing Alexia Chambi to this show. Wow, this is great. She's awesome. Alexia and and Mary, both awesome. BobSeska.com slash music. If you want to submit, please submit your own music, not someone else's music. Because I'll inadvertently play the someone else's music and then get in trouble. So don't get me in trouble. Don't do that to me. You can't let that happen to me. Thank you. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, David Ferguson. I yes. I tried to connect you with Emily McCree. Did you get the email? I don't think I have. Oh, wait. I sent you. Emily McCree wants to work with you. So I tried to introduce you to <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! I don't have. I must have not have answered that one yet. <laughs> yes, please check oh your my email. God damn it! She's got such an amazing voice. I want. Oh wow! Yeah, she she lost. I'm sorry, my... I just felt. I just like. I felt like possibilities opening out of my mind. It was like dizzy. <laughs> it's been many months since I think she the email got thrown into her junk folder or something like that. So that's um... why she didn't see it. So finally, I got an email back from her, and I said, "Oh great, yeah, I'll make the introduction." So I introduced you to, and you can uh, run with that if you want to. But we also have, you know what? We also have breaking news. There's some breaking news Uh here. Big, big Trump news. A newly released, there's a new recording. There's a new tape. Lordy, (gasps) Lordy, there are tapes. This is from, uh, yeah, from Buzz Burbank. A newly released recording reveals Trump calling Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman my boys (gasps) after declaring publicly he doesn't know them. (laughs) 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 Fuck you. Suck it, Biff. Holy... Holy shitballs. Yeah. Wow. My boys. Yet another title for they, today's all show. All these people were all taping each other. It's crazy. No, no. Parnas was smart because he's a mobster, so he knows better than to not yeah. have his back. Not, you know? yeah. Some evidence, yeah. He's just, smart. Yeah, and that was this is be. why I, I mean, this is why I really, I really do think that like Nancy Pelosi did the right thing in like holding up the articles of impeachment just a little bit longer so more evidence could come out. Yeah, because now like the cork is out of the bottle, mm-hmm. and just, at some point here we're going to hit a tipping point where it is absolutely undeniable that the president coordinated this. Well, I mean, oh God, mm-hmm. he's admitted to it. Yeah, I know. Well, that's. Times. But I mean, like, that's the yeah. frustrating thing. I mean, that's why Jody was uh, cussing up a blue streak before the show. Because <laughs> because we're being gaslit every second of every day through this trial by Trump's defense. And so we all know that he did these things. It's clear there's a mountain of evidence proving that he did it. Transcripts, his own confessions, Rudy's confessions. Mm-hmm. And yet these guys are still standing up there and going, uh-uh. I mean, that's the entire Trump defense. No. Right. And then we're all going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, that's the wrong button. I, uh, <laughs> I thought you had actually <laughs> fallen off your stool. <laughs> See, I told you. Like, I was like, oh, Bob. Oh, no, get his head before dis- Dysfunctional before. buttons. But, you know, we yeah. were talking before the uh, break, we were talking about how uh, Lou Dobbs and all these guys are adopting Trump's look with the ties and the face makeup and all that crap. Well, you better believe that now... All these guys, Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, Rudy Giuliani, they're all going to nickname their testicles Parnas and Fruman, or my boys. <laughs> or my boys. My boys. Hey, look at my boys. Hey, don't don't punch my boys. Before Parnas- Rush Limbaugh can name his testicles, he has to find them. <laughs> <laughs> you notice Limbaugh's growing a beard. I noticed that the other day. Oh, Ew. no. Really? Screen cap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, let's see. So Rand Paul tried to get the chief justice out the whistleblower today. This was uh, an interesting little turn of events. First of all, uh, John Roberts made an announcement. He said, I am not going to read any questions that contain the name of the whistleblower. And wouldn't you know, Rand Paul, with that mm-hmm. dead poodle on his head, decided, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a question with the name of the whistleblower in it. And then maybe I'll get John Roberts to accidentally out the whistleblower on national television. And, of course, he did that. Rand Paul submitted a question to Chief Justice John Roberts, who looked at the question, took a beat, and then said, the presiding officer declines to read the question as submitted. Jesus Christ, that man is worth less than five-tenths of a bucket of tepid spit. I mean, he's just... 
worthless. I just got. I I would not want. I mean, you couldn't even wipe your ass with Rand Paul and get. <laughs> mm-hmm. it just like he is perfectly, absolutely, utterly useless, and is every breath he takes is a waste. Yeah. Well, that that you know what? I think, <sighs> I, I think you can wipe your ass with Rand Paul. Uh, you know, maybe that's the positive. His that neighbor hair. certainly tried to. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. But the hair. Rand Paul's neighbor, twenty twenty. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and so, so going back, you were mentioning Alan Dershowitz's uh, moronic defense earlier, T Rex. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, Alan Dershowitz said yesterday, if a president does something which he believes will help him get elected in the public interest, that cannot be the kind of quid pro quo that results in impeachment that is a direct quote there are transcripts there's video of alan dershowitz saying this in front of 100 senators and the chief justice of the united states on national television yeah blood came spurting out of my ear (laughs) yeah well i I just had it but but then because you're because you're not on twitter you didn't see his tweet today because Mm -hmm. alan dershowitz is tweeting today oh god help us all he said on twitter again i'm gonna read this quote Again, just for measure. If a president does something which he believes will help him get elected in the public interest, that cannot be the kind of quid pro quo that results in impeachment. Then today he he tweets this. They characterized my argument as if I said that if a president believes that his reelection was in the national interest, he can do anything. I said nothing like that. Literally said that. That's exactly what he said. That's exactly what he said. The fucker. Then he says, I said nothing like that, as anyone who actually heard what I said can attest. See also. Yes. See also previous gaslighting remarks, because that's what we're getting. We're getting them saying one thing, and then the next day, denying that they ever said it, even though there's all kinds of evidence showing that they said it. And I guess this is all part of Iowa man's best interests to own the libs, to elect these kind of idiots, so that we're all going to go, and Jody's going to go, and that's, I think the most insidious thing of all is that they're also attractive. <laughs> who's, who's attractive? Oh, all those Alan Dershowitz and oh, Trump right. himself and Rudy yeah. Giuliani. Yeah. Was, it was, that was like heavy sarcasm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did, you know, did, you, did you notice Alan Dershowitz does the dick tent? He's, I mean, we're talking about, uh, talking about cultivating. I can't, you know, honestly, I find his voice, it's one of those things, it's like Dave Matthews' voice for me. It's like the sound <laughs> of an evil gnome with like Howard Hughes' fingernails scratching at the inside of a cupboard trying to get out. Like, yeah. It just, it's, you know, you know Dave, Dave, Matthews, Dave Matthews listens to the show, you know. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm I'm fucking with Wait, you. He doesn't no, really listen. Just in case, let me send a message here. <laughs> See, that was what, what, that's exactly what happened to me last Thursday when I said, you know, I'm not a big fan of ZZ Top. Fan of ZZ I'm Top. Like, yeah, right. Oh, damn. <laughs> On second, yeah, thought, one of them saved my sister's life. You know, <laughs> <laughs> ran her out of a burning building and saved her cat too. <laughs> yeah, but they suck. Yeah, you're right, Bob. Bob. <laughs> I told you my four non-blonde story, right? Uh, no, I don't. Maybe, maybe you did. I don't remember it. Oh my god, this is the worst moment of my entire life. Is this it a Linda brother. Perry moment? No, it okay. was her girlfriend. Um, oh. So, okay, so my brother's band was talking to all these record companies back in the early nineties. Why is that? The, that's famous. the setup to all of your stories. My brother's band. <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> Well, so like they, I, you don't know how hard it was at times to be Tigger's brother, but um, so my brother dumps off these two women at my apartment because he's got to go to practice or something, and you know this is Rachel and this is Joanne, and they're from L.A. and Rachel's with Interscope, and they just need a place mm. to hang out for a couple of hours, and I think they smoke pots and get them stoned, you know, and so <sighs> we're sitting there hanging out, and the four non blonde song comes on the radio, Uh-oh. and I start to immediately make fun of it. I say, oh, oh, This didn't. chick sounds like Axel Merman. You know? Oh, no. Like- <laughs> no. Axel Merman. Is that a mix yep. between Axel Rose and Ethel Merman? Is and that Ethel what Merman? Yes. Yes. yes, yes. And I'm like making fun of it and kind of crowing along with oh, it. Yeah. And the song kind of tapers off, and the red haired girl goes, She's my girlfriend. And I realize that she's wearing a leather jacket that says, Linda. On the sleeve. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, good job. Oh god! I say that split second. It was like, oh please, planet open. Like I just need a you know a ten on the Richter scale earthquake and a crevasse to open under me so I could be swallowed to the bowels of yeah. the earth. 
Well, and it was only her insanely polite Britishness that saved me because she's like, they're really very different live. Yeah. And, you know, that's only, and I was just like, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, man. Yeah, I'll go see them. I'm so sorry. Oh, God, please don't hate me. Like, well, ugh, and, and yeah. now at some point, Jody, you have to stick your foot in your mouth, too, because we've all done it now. It's me and T-Rex, and now you're the only one left who hasn't said something. Jody grew up regret. around famous people. Yeah. She knows better. She I'm you knows that you could just be like, Andy Williams <laughs> is such a dickhead, and he's standing right behind you, and you just missed him because you're shorter than the pot of palm, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so funny. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, and, and when you were saying Andy Williams, for some reason I went right to Paul Williams, who I wanted to mention was great in Goliath with Billy Bob Thornton. If you haven't well, seen he's Gol- always great. Goliath on uh, on uh, Amazon Prime, really great My show. friend Linda is on that show. Oh, really? She's the singer. She's the one with the beehive and sings on the oh, fourth cool. season. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, that's so cool. That's the one that I, tr- that I turned you on to, the one that does the, the, the black and gold record. I think she sent it to you. Oh, um, oh shit. Why don't... Oh, man, I don't know if I Linda have Kay. that. Linda, Linda K. Linda K. Parker. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to double check. She does a duet with Lemmy. She does a duet with Lemmy on that record. Oh wow, that's so cool! I don't, you know what? I don't know if I have that. I don't know I if I have. I think you guys hooked up through Facebook. I think you guys hooked up through Facebook. I'll double check. I told her to get in touch with you. Okay, I have um, to double check yeah, because she's I, on Goliath this season. She's a, a nightclub singer. Oh my god, that's so cool! Yeah, she was singing in the. Uh, is it the nightclub or is it the casino? That a casino, casino maybe. Uh, yeah. She most likely is wearing a beehive wig. Yep, on. I remember her distinctly. In yeah, because Billy Bob Thornton throughout, I think it's season three, just hangs out almost exclusively in this casino. It's kind of near where all the almond farms are in Southern California, right. and that was the whole gist of that season. But yeah, I got to check that out. I can't wait. All right, we're gonna take one last break here, and then come back, and I've got some some actual good news. This might actually be positive oh, news. Wow. Go figure. You didn't think you did? I'll find be... a way to make it awful. Trust me. Okay, perfect. Well, <laughs> deal. All right, right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. This is going to be fun to play on uh, Sunday's Indie Music Countdown coming up this weekend. This is uh, Michael Snyder Barker. The song is eight and a half minutes long, which is exactly the kind of length I like my songs. Eight and a half minutes long. Great. The song is called uh, Until the End, and the uh, new album is called Barker's Tales of Woe. And this guy, Michael, you might remember uh, Barker and Broski. We played some Barker and Broski here on the show. Well, this is half of Barker and Broski, Michael Snyder Barker. Link in the description. Make sure to go to bobseska.com. Click on the podcast page for the episode you're looking for. Right in there is uh, all the links you're going to need to support all of our indie bands here on the show. Please do it. Chasing my tail, I find I just can't. When I play this whole song on Sunday. You're really going to gain an appreciation for it. It is such a great track. Epic, 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 epic. Okay. 
So I promised uh, some good news that uh, I think T-Rex was going to turn into bad news using his mojo. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, so Mitch McConnell might not have the votes to stop witnesses. Woo-hoo! We found this yes. out. Uh, this was, <laughs> again, like two minutes after Tuesday's show mm-hmm. when this news came down. Uh, at a meeting of all Republican senators late Tuesday, Mitch McConnell said the vote total wasn't where it needed to be on blocking witnesses or documents, the people familiar with the matter said. He had a card with yes, no, and maybes marked on it, apparently a whip count, but he didn't show it to senators. Cory Gardner of Colorado, Martha McSally of Arizona, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, who faced competitive races in the fall, addressed their colleagues in the meeting. People familiar with the matter said, Mr. Gardner said a longer trial will lead to more Democratic attacks. <laughs> According to a spokesman, Mr. Tillis called impeachment a sham. Miss McSally's office said she doesn't comment on what happens in private meetings. Well, that's brave of her. Yeah, so it looks like uh, there could very easily be witnesses and documents presented here. And quite honestly, I'm thinking that that's going to happen. I'm still a no on conviction. I still don't think the Democrats are going to be able to get uh, an additional 20 plus votes to have two thirds majority to convict Donald Trump. But do you think it'll be bipartisan, though? Do you think that they will get some Republican votes? I think they might. Um, And I think they're going to get a few Republicans and that's going to give Joe Manchin cover to vote no on conviction. Maybe that's my that's 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 why we need to, like, make sure that Kristen Sinema, Doug Jones and Joe Manchin get a lot of phone calls. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So these are all people that we need to secure. But at the same time, I mean, in order to get conviction, we need to get all of those Democrats, including Sinema, Uh including Manchin. And then like 20, 20 Republicans, which 20 seems like, yeah. yeah, it just seems, Jody, like it's, that's too much. Like, I don't know how, I don't know where they're going to get that It shouldn't be. It should not be. They're, they're, uh, <sighs> breathe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really, it's so, I, I was listening to somebody on, uh, a guest on Tom Hartman today. Yeah. And Tom Hartman basically said to him, if you go with Alan Dershowitz's argument, the next president, say a President Sanders or a President Warren, who says, you know what, I'm going to raise taxes to what they were before Reagan dropped him, and I'm going to do, I'm going to make health care for all, and I'm going to do all these things that conservatives hate, because by virtue of the fact that Donald Trump is going to be acquitted, and he can do no wrong as long as they feel it's good for the country, and the guy went off on this, you know, Orwellian thing, going, well, no, I don't think they should be able to do that. Well, and the president didn't commit any crimes, and I was just like <sighs> yelling, People, luckily, they can see that I have headphones. Yeah. Otherwise, I would be the crazy person in the street yelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and your tweets have been fantastic. I, you know, the <laughs> the deal is that, especially yesterday, I was mm-hmm. so busy with other things that I didn't really have a chance to dial up the uh, Q&A sessions in, in the uh, impeachment trial. So I was relying almost exclusively on your tweets, Jody, to gauge <laughs> where my <laughs> headspace should be as far as all of this goes. But meanwhile, the White House is threatening John Bolton to keep his book mm-hmm. from being published in a letter Bolton's that's, lawyer. That's not legal. The First Amendment says, yes. doesn't it, that you can, I mean, ugh. Uh, yes, they do, but the White House does have the uh, right when it's an ex-member of their security team to vet a book and make sure that things that are not cla- But you know he's not going to write anything classified. He's been in this business for too long. Of he's not going to do that. Right, So right. I, I, it's, you know, and half the book is released anyway. New York Times has it. Yeah, yeah. It just well, I mean, sickens me that John Bolton, recess appointment to the UN, John Bolton yeah. couldn't get enough votes to clear the Senate for that one. John Bolton, neocon, bomberan. John yeah. Bolton is like our hope for the future. It right. Just, yeah. Oh, God. yeah. Well, now if you listen to guys like Lou Dobbs, John Bolton is like I don't know, like a, a commie bur- pinko liberal, like a trainer, Bernie bro now. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, yes. He's one of, he's like a latte sipping limousine liberal. I mean, they're really mm-hmm. pa- trying to paint him like that. And if you're a viewer of Fox News Channel, don't you have to go, now wait a second here. Because that's, I mean, this, nope. this intellectual nope. honesty dictates that if nope. you've been praising John Bolden, I mean, he's been on Fox News Channel as a analyst for the last 12 years. And everyone's like, yeah, John Bolton really knows what he's talking. Smart man, that John Bolton, that mustache, miracle mustache, John Bolton. And it's like, oh, my God. And now they're just like, oh, fuck him. He's just a Democrat in disguise. He's just a 
a lib lab, that guy. And it's like, <laughs> you really have to say, okay, I'm not being honest with myself. <laughs> John Bolton, but they don't think that way because it's all about, you know, like that Iowa voter that uh, Joe Walsh talked to. It's all about owning the libs, right? That's the whole idea of the presidency now. We can give the nuclear codes to just any fucker uh, as long as we're owning the libs. And by the way, I know I've been saying the F word a lot on today's show. <laughs> Fuck them. There. Yeah, exactly there like that. Go. Um, so yeah, in a letter to Bolton's lawyer, top official at the National Security Council wrote the unpublished manuscript of Bolton's book appears to contain significant amounts of classified information and couldn't be published as written. The letter, which is dated January 23, said some of the information was classified at the top secret level, meaning it reasonably could be expected. Bullshit. <laughs> I love that cause exceptionally grave <laughs> harm to national security. The manuscript may not be published or otherwise disclosed without the deletion of this classified information, the letter said. So expect big chunks of this book to leak out anytime now, other than the ones that we've already seen. Expect more of it to leak out because once it's in the public domain, you can't say, well, no, you can't see that information because it's national security. Well, it's already out there. It's already been released. So I hope that they're smart enough to cover their ass this way by just letting fly with whatever uh, chapters that they can in order to uh, stop Donald yeah. Trump. You hope that the Trump administration is smart enough not to shoot itself in the foot? <laughs> really, Bob? <laughs> Have you learned nothing, nothing. Uh, in the last three years? <laughs> I forget my own maxim. Trump always makes things worse for Trump. Things worse for Trump, yeah, exactly. That's the rule. They will try to retroactively classify it like they did that other thing that was already in the public domain. That's I right. I remember right now, yeah. Well, you know, we didn't get to Donald Trump saying criminal. We'll talk about that on oh, the yeah. oh, no. talk about that on the postmortem oh, yeah. show coming up here next. Plus the Trump economy. Oh my god, Trump economy Woo-hoo. fever, catch it. It's really raging. It's a Yeah, our growth is down <laughs> from two point nine percent to two point three percent. So well, how's now, that roaring economy, folks? And now no one has to listen to the postmortem show to know what we're gonna talk about. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Get into that there coming up on our Patreon page. Uh, plus some bad news about uh, the acidity of the Pacific Ocean. We'll talk about that here coming up. Plus, maybe the grossest story we'll discuss uh, all week. E. Jean Carroll's lawyers uh, have served Trump for something very, very specific. So we'll talk about that, too, on our oh, no. post-mortem show. By the way, someone dropped off of our Patreon page saying, you know, Bob, you promised five shows a week, which I never did, and it, you never started doing five shows a week, so bye-bye. I'm leaving Patreon. What? I do, like, a, a gazillion shows a week. I do... Yeah, you do? Four shows a week, four main shows a week, and then if you add the two post-mortem shows on Tuesday and Thursday, I do six shows a week, with only one of them yeah. behind the paywall. But still, that's six shows a week, which is one more than five which makes that exit survey bullshit. I just wanted to say I gotta tell that. you, I'm frankly amazed lately at how many people just don't read the basic info. I know. On stuff. You know, I someone know. will be like, look at these beautiful photographs that my sister took. And everyone's like, oh, these are great. Your work is really coming along. And it's like, no, he just said these. Oh, never mind. Know. You know, like, it's just. Yeah, go look, at the, go look at the comments under my most recent Salon article and you'll see, uh, you know, 100, 200 people who did not read the fucking article. Who all they did was answer the question that was in the headline, which is why you don't ask questions in headlines, but that's a whole other thing. Okay, post-mortem show coming up next. Meanwhile, support Jody Hamilton's podcast at from-the-bunker.com, also at sexyliberal.com, and of course, T-Rex David Ferguson's podcast at the t- uh, patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. All right, see you on the post-mortem show, folks. After party tomorrow, Indie Music Countdown on Sunday. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>